When the light of the beloved dawns and awakens within your mind, within your heart, and your soul starts to sing and sound to you. Allow it to flow. Listen closely. <coughs> Listen closely. Listen closely and find a way to come into that oneness of acceptance and trust. And the word care comes. And the first thing is caring. Care about yourself. Love yourself. And listen to where you're being called. If it's standing out in the trees, if it's standing in the ocean as the waves are crashing upon you, if it's standing and looking at the sunlight on your child's hair, just start to follow what you're hearing and walk that path. Namaste, sweet souls. My name is Shilpa, and you're listening to the Omni Mindfulness Podcast. I am a mindset and meditation coach for professional women and mompreneurs. The purpose of the show is to offer stories and content that allows you to increase your awareness of your authentic self and be inspired by connecting to the personal and professional stories of other souls, souls who are walking the walk and living everyday human experiences with inspired intentions. These are the stories that will expand your consciousness and spark within you to ask, what if? Each season, I offer content to help you create a holistic lifestyle that embodies spirituality, mindfulness, mindset, and energy awareness. Through my conversations with experts in their niche area and solo cast from yours truly, my intention is to help you holistically revitalize, reset, and relax your body, mind, and spirit. I'm your host and founder of Omni Mindfulness. So ask yourself, what if just one story could be the catalyst to shift the trajectory of my life? What if I become instrumental in serving other souls to realize their true self? And what if my soul's higher purpose is in the realization of omni-mindfulness joy? It's never too late to rewrite your story. And now, today's episode. We are now in the sixth podcast season. Each month, my guests and I explore a facet of how mindfulness applies to modern day living. In April, my guests and I delve into the topic of eco-conscious living. The topic of courage and resiliency is covered in May and wrapping up the season of mindfulness in June with the topic of 
heart-centered awareness. Stay tuned. And up next on the topic of heart-centered awareness is my guest, Niobe Weaver. Niobe is a sound healer, channel, singer, and spiritual teacher. She is a channel for the light of language and divine. Her voice has a thorough healing quality that shifts and changes the energy of her clients. Niobe has been healing and changing lives for over 25 years. Her music brought her to open for Deepak Chopra and sing the title song for the award-winning children's movie, Song of the Salish Sea. Currently, Niobe lives in western Washington in the rain shadow of the Olympic Mountains. And now, here is Niobe. Well, Niobe, I am so excited to have you here today. I am very excited to be here with you, Shilpa. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been months and months in the works of you and I finally getting a chance to record, but I knew months ahead that you'd be incredible for the topic of heart-centered awareness. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And to me, I totally believe in divine timing. Yes. Everything happens at its divine time. So um, it, is, it really is perfect to be here now with you. And, and to talk about heart-centered awareness. Um, I mean, that's what, I mean, that's actually really, that's really what the basis of my work is, is I work, I work mainly with women, but there's some men that have come in to work with me, but I work with women um, who something's knocking on their heart. Something is talking with their soul and they need to have, they need to help get things cleared and out of the way so that they actually can come into the fullness of what their heart is calling them to do. And I, I have always appreciated the evolution or growth that I see myself going through. And one of them is more recently having a deeper, more intuitive understanding of the heart chakra and mm. how as women, we serve one another, not only just women to women, women to men, in terms of opening that chakra and finding a level of peace. One of the things you had mentioned when we first connected months ago was I became aware that you play um, the, the bowls, the crystal bowls, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And before, we yes. Started, before I hit record, you had mentioned something about how crystal bowls have a certain energy. Um, can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. It's um, the quartz crystal is is match is a matching for our own crystalline um, nature, our own crystalline um, network that was in it was in um, in our cells cellularly as well as in our DNA. It is this divine match of this crystalline matrix that helps. I mean, that vibration is it it, it comes in and out. It's like breathing. And so it's that relationship of the, the tones of the bowls and come into a place actually where as we release into the tones, I mean, it's one thing as I'm gonna just kind of backtrack here a little bit, sound plus intention equal change. And intention is everything of who is, who is providing the sound bath, 
what is their intention? And I mean, it can be an intention for, you know, clearing and uplifting, or it can be an intention of clearing and just soothing as in being a, a grounding and a softening type of experience. So, I mean, it, and it just, it, it blossoms back and forth because literally the bulls do this. And um, so coming back to that about, um, so the bulls and their crystalline matrix match ours in, in our whole body and our system. That's wonderful. Now, to backtrack a little bit, how did you get started in this journey? Because I know you had mentioned something in terms of kind of really picking up on the, the, the intu intuitively picking up on the vibration of sound and that led you down this path. Yes. Um, I, I, my life has always been on its way to being a healer. And um, I discovered healing by receiving a massage oh my goodness, you know, back in, you know, in the early eighties. And the next thing I stepped into was I studied massage and I practiced massage therapy for 15 years. And in the process of doing that, it was learning that there's, you know, we can come into being a sports massage. Injury treatment is what I worked with. But I also knew when I was in school that I was an emotional healer. I would pick up people's emotions and what's going on with them because it would just rise up during the session. And it would be, it was just a natural thing of knowing how to move, move them through that as they're literally bringing it up to release it out of their body. So as I went, went through uh, continuing with massage, I um, sound came to me after a spiritual awakening with my late partner. I was, we were both in a session where a friend of ours was doing some energy work on me, but it affected my partner, it affected him as well. And so we both came out of that. He could see angels and energy that was just incredible. And in my massage work, the last 15 minutes of every massage <clears throat> was this thing of, oh my goodness, I felt like I needed to sound over this, over this client. And um, we were also sharing light language. We had that had been activated between us through Tantra. And, um, and so finally I was with a, a, a client that I thought, okay, I think I can try this. I said, do you mind if I try something? She said, sure, go ahead. So I started to sound and I started to allow the light language to come out and everything shifted from there on as far as a, my ability to see, feel, and hear the energy that was going on within and around her body, her chakras, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It was just profound. And I just kept going one, one client at a time, one more client at a time. And then so um, by 2008, that, uh, that work had continued on to where I became Came familiar and I started knowing about quartz crystal singing bowls and I was in a metaphysical bookstore in Seattle and here were these quartz crystal singing bowls and I picked one up and I sat down with it and I started to play it and I just wanted to cry it was just immediate I was like ah oh. and that was the first bowl that came home with me
Well, before we hit record, I was telling you that I've had this desire to learn about it as well. And I, I imagine there's this whole world of intuitive knowledge that comes along with one becoming quickly, I would say, skilled. So I, one of the things I'd love to learn a little bit more about is something I had not heard of, the concept of, um, you mentioned light, and what was the, the second part? Light. Language? Yeah, light light language. Yeah, light language. Yes, yeah, so if you can share a little bit about that. Light language, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, now you can, I mean, you can find it on YouTube and the internet. I mean, this is something I, I wrote a post on Facebook about not too long ago. It's like when, when everything was opening and evolving for me, I didn't have the internet to turn to. I didn't have Facebook or YouTube. I had my closest metaphysical bookstore and maybe some friends that were of like mind and other healers. But then really what I had was really having to deepen in and listen, make that connection with my higher self and with, with, you know, with the beloved, with father, mother, spirit, and, and listen, you know, into the guides that were coming in and showing me and revealing what was happening and learning to really trust, to trust what was occurring for me and the opening for me was, um, I mean, because I mean, when, when you have an opening occurring and all, you're like going, okay, is my cheese beginning to slip off my cracker here? Um, especially when you didn't have YouTube or anything to look for. Um, so with the light language, as I said, it is, the light language is, it is a spiritual energetic language. It has a piece of all languages within it. When I first was giving, um, when I first was giving uh, talks on it, I had, I had two linguists in the audience and they said, you have a piece of each language is in there. And so it has its own energy. It has its own dialect. And it is, it's not a language of the mind. It is the language of the heart and of the soul. It is, a, it is truly a light language of love. And it, it just like the bowls, this speaks to the energetic body, the spiritual, energetic, and physical body of who we are. And, a, and it's a conversation. For me, it's a conversation. And as I've worked with it through the years, I have, I've come to a place where, I mean, I, have, I, I speak in it, I sing in it, I heal with it. Um, being able to be in nature by myself, um, I'm able to, I just hear these melodies of, from the trees down to, to the lower, to the lower um, flora around me. And, and then working with it, there's, there's a healing factor, but then there started to be a reading part that opened up for me which is, <clears throat> I call them melody readings or a slow soul reflection reading as, I mean, I can work, I can work distance with somebody. I can work here like we are or in person is just really a joy, but I'm able to hear an individual's melody, your soul song. As I start to speak in the language and sing in it, I start to receive 
pictures and understanding of who you are as the soul in this earthly body. And I see how other people perceive you, how you make a difference to other people's lives just by being who you are and how important it is that you're here, that you are exactly the way you are. And, and it's just so easy. It's just so easy and, and our very, in our very harsh world that is becoming harsher. And, you know, men have their challenges with it. And women, women, we have consistently for generations and, you know, generations and generations had that challenge of our worth, our value. And this is where working with women in this way is, it is so fulfilling and so rewarding to witness a woman come into, come into that of who she is, that like you said, that heart-centered mindfulness, that heart-centered awareness of this is really me. As she just, you know, she sloughs off and she, you know, she sheds shame that has just been layer after layer after layer put on her. And I, and the women that I have worked extensively with, it's just, there is, my goodness, there is hard to describe the joy and that I have and the satisfaction of just being able, this is the work I do, and to be able to just see them blossom and soar. It feels like you've been given this innate, incredible gift and I imagine it also helps you with your own healing. You had mentioned some of the transitions you've been going through. I wonder if it gives you a different perspective than, say, someone who is void of some of those spirituality tools and techniques to navigate these these times. Well, yes, it, and that's it. It's, uh, and I think more and more people are are seeking and really needing tools you know, to keep me, you know, keep me grounded, you know, get me back in my body and let me know that everything's, that it's okay. Um, Cause as uh, I was speaking with you earlier, there's been uh, some, you know, deep transitions have happened in my life of, of losing the final sibling in my family and all my family's gone in November. And uh, then, you know, cause, and here's the thing. Okay. There's, there can be loss and, and sadness and tragedy has its effect on, has its deep effect upon our energetic body and our heart and our, our whole physicalness, but so does really good things. New beginnings, having, <clears throat> having to get, you know, getting the job or getting the brand new home, which is happening, you know, for me, I'm, I'm doing some work that it was like, came out of nowhere. The home, very beautiful, brand new home came out of nowhere. And 
And this with, along with loss, <clears throat> and then recently I lost my, my beloved, uh, you know, four-legged uh, best friend, my, my cat, Serena, she was 18. She was a little over 18 years old and, and it was time, but she has been my, she's been my best fur friend. She's been my familiar. She was such an, she was such an energetic healer herself. She would, with clients, she would get on, on the table. She would get on her tummy. She would get underneath the table. Or if I was doing soul readings, she, uh, you know, so we're sitting at a table. She's like, she had to have her own seat there. And when I would be also doing, I would be doing offering uh, meditations when I'm with a light and world network. There she was. So <laughs> she was my profound friend. So back to what I was saying is, oh, these life experiences that we've all been having that are, they are at Mach 10. They are at a 10 plus in stress. And everybody's going through this in one, one way, shape or form at one time or another. And like I said, um, joyful things can be stressful too. Um, so it's been, for me, there is a meditation <clears throat> there is a um, sound meditation that was downloaded to me a couple of years ago, and I've been using that. I was actually going to give a free class on it on Facebook next week, and like, I was like going, I, I, I need to be using it on myself first. Literally, the last thing I need to be doing is to be teaching this class, and as I'm doing this, it, you know, it it breaks something open in me and yeah, and that I need to work on privately versus in, in an online class um, uh, experience. So I've delayed, I've delayed the class, but I'm using this. Um, it's a simple sound medicine, sound meditation practice. And it, it helps me and it's helped people just you tap into what's going on with yourself. Am I grounded? You know, am I, am I connected to the heavens? You know, what's going on with my heart? Um, am I feeling? <clears throat> so um, that's, that I know I will be able, I'll bring that around in May. Um, so. So do you have some sound healer that you can go to? So you, you have, you can conserve that energy. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, it's been a while since I've had my, actually I do, I do have a sound healer. Um, give you a plug here, Penny. Her name is Dr. Penny Burdick and uh, she's a retired physician who uh, is a wonderful uh, energy um, practitioner, but she uses the Tibetan bowls. She's been called to use the Tibetan bowls and she is wonderful and, and quite gifted with that. So that's, yes, I, I do have my own practitioner that I go to. Yes, yes. Yeah, she has these, uh, she has a set <clears throat> from a small bowl to quite large <clears throat> that all work with your chakras, yes. Yeah, I, 
I've only played that bowl, just sort of intuitively trying to learn. But what's mm -hmm. interesting about my Tibetan bowl is my son, um, when he hears me recording and playing with it, he'll sit next to me and he's like, well, can I play with it? And I'll mm -hmm. be like, yeah, sure. And honestly, he's 100% better at it than I am. He'll get, he'll get the vibration going and it, it'll just be resonating out of my meditation office. Oh, he's just intuitive about this. So I, I imagine he, he's probably vibrating at a better level than I am. <laughs> well, he's a child. Yeah. How old is he? he um, when he started playing, it was seven to eight. Now he's 10. Okay. Yeah. They're, they have, as you know, as children, we don't have, we, you know, majority, we don't have all the world on our shoulders yeah. like we do once we're all grown up. Yeah. And that's why I am insist even though he doesn't realize i'm doing this that i navigate the path with him in terms of tools so that when things arise he knows that i oh, it's time to breathe more deeply into that or meditate or bring the focus back to the spiritual eye i i'm trying to just weave that into his lifestyle <laughs> oh and you have oh my goodness shoba that's beautiful I mean, that's, I mean, that is going to bring him, I mean, that tool, I mean, when we, we can say it's a simple tool, but it's a powerful one that you are teaching him. Yeah. And as he uses that, he is going to have a knowingness and a consciousness of himself. He does. Like he's so innately kind, not to go off on a tangent, but he even sees the spiritual eye, like it's nothing. He'll be like, oh yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah, there he is. <coughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I it will, will serve him well. Going back to the doctor you mentioned before we hit record, you started down this fascinating story about a doctor who was using the crystal bowls. Crystal bowls. Mm -hmm. I would love for the audience to learn about that because I always try to back things up scientifically, or at least with those who are in that field who are now accepting what might've once been considered too esoteric. Exactly, yes. And oh, and that's what's beautiful about this is you know, what was considered too esoteric is now science is backing up. There's so, much, there's so much science that is backing up about the power of sound and about the vibration and what the different hertz and everything like that, and hertz and all work and do. Um, the physician I was talking about, he is, um, he's, he's passed on. <clears throat> um, his name was Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. And I think the title of his book was Sounds True. Um, anyway, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor, he was an oncologist in New York and he had, an, uh, he had a cancer treatment center that um, uh, patients were referred to him that other physicians had, you know, they basically given up on them and said, you know, you're, you're, we can't do anything for you. So they would, you know, refer them over to Dr. Gaynor's treatment center. They would come in and they would meet with him and he would send them out and they would meet with their, um, with their chemotherapy, you know, with the chemotherapy infusion person, their person for radiation, dietary, everything like that. <clears throat> then they would come back and he would sit them down with a quartz crystal symbol. And, um, 
in the book, I mean, it's powerful of how working with a bowl, as well as with, you know, all these modern healing modalities, but working with the quartz crystal singing bowl, people that were told that they were not going to live, not only lived, but they thrived after that. So um, the other, the other thing about him was, is he was, he was the scientific mind, <coughs> excuse me, scientific mind as, as a physician, but he had also taken his studies and he had traveled the world learning about uh, indigenous healing, healing um, therapies, healing work, um, going in shamanism, everywhere. He, um, so he brought that together. So he had um, a, he had an awareness of sound and the power of it to heal that he brought to his clinic. I don't know, I don't know if his clinic is still, is still in, still going. I haven't followed up on that, but um, like you said, there is, I needed some science to back up what I was doing, especially as I was coming out with this, you know, this was, I was coming out with this in 95, 98 and in 2000s in a small, in a small Washington town that had a very, um, when I say very, you know, religious um, base to it. And uh, so it was one thing to be a massage therapist. It was another thing to be this woo-woo woman doing sound in this light language stuff. Um, <laughs> so I had to watch it. I had kids in public school at the time. It's like, okay. Um, the, other, the other scientific, I mean, because there's been so many gifted uh, healers and energy workers that have written. But when I went seeking for some understanding about visually what I was seeing, um, the chakra system, everything like that is Barbara Brennan, Hands of Light and, and her second book, Light Emerging. She was a, she had been a, um, she had worked for NASA. Um, I, don't get me wrong, I don't know if she was a physicist, but she had worked for NASA and came out of that world and went into the therapy healing world. And she started noticing she was seeing she was seeing people's auras. She was seeing their energy fields. And that's what took her down the road into the Barbara Brennan healing method, energy work that I think is still going on today. <clears throat> it's funny, like just if you had asked me just a few years ago, my reaction to things that are considered or used to be considered more woohoo I, I would have been one of them, like, but not negative, but I would have been like, mm -hmm. can I align with that, given that my background is so scientific? And what's interesting is, so I made it a mission this year that every topic I pick that I'll eventually write a course or do a workshop on, I would go deep into it each month. And so I created the Science of Spirituality series, and I go deep into things like this month, I, uh, well, last month I released the power of mantras and oh. the science of mantras and the vibrational power of the sound of OM. So like and so each month I pick one, I go super deep. This month it's about grounding the energy from the earth. And if you had asked me, would I be walking in my backyard every morning? I would have said no. <laughs> now I walk in my backyard for 20 minutes. And I, I feel 
different. I feel healed. The so, power of the earth under your feet. Yeah. The power of the earth under my feet. And it, it's just changed me. I feel like I'll be even a different person a year from now. But just listening to you, I feel like I'm definitely going to connect with you more because some of the concepts you mentioned I want to learn more about. But I'm also truly enjoying the fact that you took it from having like almost like a kinesthetic understanding of the body and you opened that channel for divine guidance and it came to you. So you now have this multimodality ability to heal. Yes. 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 And, and then it, <clears throat> and then it just, it, it turned into, and then it, then it, then, then it took a, it took a turn and I was like, well, this was really unexpected. Um, a beloved friend of mine, uh, another healer friend of mine, um, he says, you need, we did a workshop together. He says, Naomi, he says, you need a CD. So he found, he found this producer and found this recording in, um, uh, in a recording studio on the peninsula. And I was like, okay. And we went in there and I thought I was going to come out with some nice, you know, um, chanting little, um, I came out of there with, with a CD of songs, um, seven of the melodies were mine seven of them were with the producer guitar player and some of them were all light language some of them were <clears throat> you know English and light language but there was this whole spiritual cd came out of me and so now here we are all these years later and I have I have, uh it it took me it took me starting to sing and you know share these songs and that with you know, different church communities, unities, Center for Spiritual Living. When the bowls came in, the next thing I know, we're doing kirtans. I'm the one who's booking this. And we're doing kirtans and chant, chanting events with the bowls. And then the next I was asked, well, could you please speak? So I started doing spiritual speaking, um, uh, uplifting speaking. And, and I got the opportunity to find out if, if I really wanted to be a minister, a unity minister, and I went to, uh, I was on, uh, went to the Unity of Hawaii on Oahu. It was to be there for a year and study. And in five months, I knew, I knew that I was not meant to be specifically a minister under a roof. And, but I've got, I have my ministry, I have my community. And, and now I'm seeing how all of it, all of it builds together into um in, into one offering i guess i call it uh it's it's my form of church but it's not really church but it's i'm really excited shilpa i've got a community i'm bringing all of this together in a community and so i'll keep you posted on that but it's like woke me up at four o'clock in the morning the other morning it's like this is how it all weaves together none of it is separate all of it is together. So I have a, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, I'm, I want to hear about how the community ties in with the uh, modality of uh, light language and with your practice of the crystal bowls, because I, I'm definitely going to follow you and I definitely want to continually hear more, but I just find it all very exciting for you as well. 
I found that um, it's like, because it was like, okay, how does all this fit together? And it's, I mean, literally there was a woman, she says, Naomi, she says, you can take one song and you can build a whole, a whole workshop out of it. And it was like, my goodness. And so, so the, the way it's being revealed to me is that there, that there will be the opportunities for, um, right now on the second Saturdays of the month, I'm offering live a sacred sound healing circle with my bowls. And so there's going to be work with bowls in that sense. Um, and, and like I said, and then I'm gonna have this free class that's around the sounding practice, sound medicine. So between the bowls, um, you know, classes, master classes, and then offerings, being able to work one-on-one -on -one or group group working. And, but then also it's just going to be, get on out. And well, and there's also going to be, okay, fine. <laughs> um, you know, and then there will be light language. There's going to be light language um, transmissions and light language transmissions, meditations. Um, we will work with the moons, with the moons um, and the wheel of the year, uh, which is something that was a part of my own personal healing journey that was really very profound for me. Um, because it, you know, we, it, it, we are very connected. We are part of this, this planet, this earth that has its seasons and connected with the sun and the moon and the stars. Um, so it's right now I'm in that place of structure and, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm starting one little thing at a time. One thing at a time and building on it. Like I said, I really genuinely believe that your own healing is occurring with you also healing others, almost like a karmic um, gift back to you, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes, it does. It's, and that, and for me, that's the, there was way back, this was a thing. Um, I think it was even when I, when I was just starting massage was this healer, heal thyself. Because you have, to me, there is, you have to be in integrity and in a consciousness of where you're at. Yes. When, before you walk into a session to work with somebody, you don't bring your stuff in with you. Well, and what's, and what's because, yeah, sorry, keep going. So, so yeah, you don't, you don't bring your stuff in with you. And, uh, you know, this is why I also, I canceled doing this class is, you know, because I'm working through. I'm working, working through some mourning and grieving. Um, but heal or heal thyself is um, such a powerful but simple words of wisdom. Um, and, um, and, if, and if you're in a position to where you still have to do a presentation, you still have to walk in, you know, you, you work on taking care of yourself, grounding, energy work, getting yourself, your chakras, you know, your energy field as balanced as you possibly can. But when you walk out on that presentation stage or you walk into that uh, group for healing or one-on-one -on -one healing work, you leave your stuff outside and you really come into that place of healer, heal, you know, being present for where you're at and who you're with. 
And there's such wisdom in what you were saying earlier that recognizing <clears throat> that you needed to take time before you expanded in May to teaching that class to pause. And there's nothing wrong with that. While I'm well-versed now more than perhaps just a few years ago on modalities, um, it, it's only now, and I'm 50 something now, <laughs> that I'm now more keen or tuned into listening and becoming aware of where I'm at emotionally, psychologically, and where I'm feeling it. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get there. Oh, but I want you to something. But it, here's the thing, though, Shilpa, you're there. I want you know celebrate that, and because <clears throat> it it this is such a journey of you know we 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 can I think you know we develop and we pull back. And it's kind of like you know this. It's like breathing in our lungs. You know we because we're in this humanness. We're in this human journey, and I celebrate you that you you started the path something something awakened and said I need to go down this path and um, I mean I can look at myself and say oh wow if I you know could have should have would have when you know everything was beginning to pop up online with healing and everything like that because you know crystal bowls are now everywhere light languages everywhere and but it's everything has its time and there's how many billion of us on the planet so it's we all do timely divine timing of what we're here to do and i wonder if you've experienced this that once you've put your intention into it which everything starts with a, the intention and then you put your desired willpower or action into it i've noticed that there's a, a level of acceleration that's occurred in my growth Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Like you just said, intention. Intention is everything because the universe listens to that. You know, when we're, when, when we look at, when we look at a raindrop going a puddle in a puddle, you know, it, you know, in this energetic matrix, this, what we are in, literally what we're thinking goes out there. Um, I mean, this home, I created this home over a year ago. <clears throat> I created it over a year ago. And um, and then when with with the with the job that I was was in, it was like, oh, it would wouldn't it be nice to be able to live close by? <laughs> and I got to live close by. Um, so I find um for me. The magic words seem to be, wouldn't it be nice? Or I would love. And the universe listens. There's something <coughs> come through and I'm holding it back. Um, but yes. Would, yes. would you like to get some water? I've got some water. And um, if you wouldn't mind, I, I just. Um, Odinawa, 
onde mawagi io no maya Naya When the light of the beloved dawns and awakens within your mind, within your heart, and your soul starts to sing and sound to you, allow it to flow. Listen closely. <coughs> Listen closely. Listen closely and find a way to come into that oneness of acceptance and trust and the word care comes. And the first thing is caring, care about yourself, love yourself and listen to where you're being called. If it's standing out in the trees, if it's standing in the ocean as the waves are crashing upon you, if it's standing and looking at the sunlight on your child's hair, just start to follow what you're hearing and walk that path. So <coughs> sometimes that's what this is, is I'm not allowing something to come out. <coughs> there we go, we're good. That was beautiful. Thank you. I've never heard that before, a light language. But your voice is incredible. Thank you. That's that is my that is my main tool for healing is my voice. And the message you sent, I don't know if it was necessarily for me, but it felt like it was for me. It was beautiful. For you, and then someone else is going to someone else is going to it's going to um it's going to connect with them. So beautiful. Thank you. What so. an honor. Wow. Um, well, we're almost wrapping up. I have like a billion questions more. Okay. In my show notes, I'll include how people can find you, learn more about your music. Is there a way we can listen to your music and other things that you've produced? There is. Um, on my website, which is niobeweaver.com, I have three of my CDs are on there. Um, there's the first one that I ever um, is Language of Light. And then there is a uh, sacred power, um, uh, which is sacred power, which is a uh, journey through the chakras, and it's a sounding through the chakras. And then there's soul light, um, soul light, and that is that is all singing bowls and light language. Um, there's light language in all of them, <coughs> and um, but the soul light is the one that is. Um, really based on someone on from birth through to when we um we release ourselves from this world it's the journey of the soul from birth to rebirth 
Wow, I, I'm just so honored that you were able to say yes to me. Would it be uh, okay if you just, I don't know how, what the limit is, but could you do like a three minute session with me here? Or is, does it not work like that? No, no, that could be fine. No, so a three minute session, okay. <clears throat> I don't know if it is specifically because um, we are in this session right now, but your heart is and on fire. So, um, so, all right, let me just The light bearer that you are as you walk in your world, you are so incredible. You are so kind. You are so incredibly beautifully walking. Kindness. I mean, your energy field, your soul, your soul sounding out into this universe is is like this light that is that is you that you are walking every day in and, and around that you have an effect. You have an effect on when it's like if you're walking through Disneyland, you have an effect on people. Because it just it just sweeps through, it sweeps through their energy field. Do you have is are you known or have you experienced have people tell you about how you were helpful about how you're able to calm people down? I've been told I'm calm. That's so funny because I have to work really hard on it. Like I said, I'm constantly accelerating my spiritual growth. But if mm -hmm. you had seen me a year ago, you would have been like, oh, she's calmer now. So it's, mm -hmm. it keeps improving. Well, so this is a reflection of what you're doing. And it's really powerful. I mean, you are you're really doing the work. So this is showing you, I'm wanting you to, I'm wanting you to lift your awareness up that you've done a lot more you have accomplished you are a lot more than you are giving yourself awareness and credit for because you are this you have you have this ability of calmness 
that can fill a room. So calm, but in kindness too. There is, she is so kind. You're really thoughtful about other people. Be careful with that. Be careful with that because it's, uh, and, and, and if people watch this as, oh, that's so ominous. Balance and boundaries. We have to watch balance and boundaries. <clears throat> so in when be watchful on that and careful with that because uh, <clears throat> there it's unfortunate, but there are others and those and when we when they see somebody else having qualities that they wish they had, they will you know it will it will they will come into a place of where they will um, behave. Or have in, or create some sign of an action towards some towards you because you have something they wish they had. Does that make I, sense? Well, my entire corporate life, um, I would run into women who I I felt, and again, I I don't have any necessarily pure data, but my husband was the witness that would feel threatened, and I always would be like, but I'm just trying to do my job. I'm not there to hurt anybody, just here to do my job. Some women just can't, can't take it. They can't take it because there is, there's an envy and a jealousy that happens there. <clears throat> it's threatening. That, and it's, and when, when we don't, when we don't realize and we don't know, that is where, um, that, and that's where it, it sounds like, you know, it, it's happened a lot for you and in your life and in your career. And where what's coming, what the reflection to you now is about um, to embrace, embrace that amazing power that you are of kindness and, and calm. And, um, and, and there's another part that goes with that. It's called grounded. Grounded, you know, for someone to be able to be, to, you know, express and have this energy of kindness and calm. There is a groundedness that's there. You know, you can't be all flighty and everything and flying off in the ethers and, you know, and, and be that genuine kindness and calm. Um, so it's um, what's coming through is that I want you to celebrate this in you because really also this work you've been doing this past year of calm has exponentially really done some you know grown and be more than you think you have okay yeah, yeah. And, um and then just I, I want you to ground into that i want you to just celebrate that i want you to look in the mirror and so i do mirror work with women too <laughs> um i have a i have a meditation um i have a meditation on women of uh, women working the, uh, working with yourself in the mirror um <clears throat> uh, i want you to i do i want you to do some mirror work at this and in that i want you to um i want you to just look in the mirror and i want you to smile and i want you to and the word that comes out is this sparkle 
I love it. Despargo. My gosh, this this was incredible, Niobe. I could I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> and I have a gift. I have a gift for your people, for uh, your po podcast people. Yeah. Um, there is uh, on my website is um, for a it's a free discovery call. I want you to um, just go ahead and sign up for that. And um, because then I would I would like to be able to give people a uh, a um, you know a thirty minute thirty minute um, time with me. Wonderful. Well, I will include that information also in in the show notes. Okay. In addition to the link to your music and your website, and Naomi, yes. I am so appreciative of your energy, your talent, and just your presence. I know it's been a rough period, but I, I feel nothing but good things are coming your way. I do too. Thank you. Thank you, Shopa, so much. I have absolutely adored being here. I look forward to having more time with you. I do as well. Have a really wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. Dear. Thanks okay. for tuning in, sweet soul. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your kind review on Apple Podcast. Simply click on the link in the show notes to leave your lovely feedback and uplift our spirits. Your support means the world to me and helps our show thrive. So please show me your love and continue to practice Omni Mindfulness.